0: Has come to your little town, Sheriff. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim.
1: Hello, my name is Austin Torres and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I'm joined by comedian and Twitch streamer, hostess of cult comedy cinema, my friend Natalia Hawthorne. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing so good. How are you?
1: I'm good. Today, we're talking about a villain who loves horror movies and knives and honestly, the favorite slasher of my podcast, Ghostface.
0: Yes, we're here for it.
1: <laughs> Such a spooky boy. Such but first, movie. tell the people about you.
0: <laughs> oh, about me. Okay. Throw me in the deep end of the pool. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I am a comedian horror hostess, as you said. Um, I stream my show... Live on Twitch three nights a week. And the best way to describe it would be think Elvira and Mystery Science Theater had a kid, and that kid ended up on SNL for like half a season before getting kicked off for cussing too much. That is my show. And <laughs> it's pretty much, I just watch movies, horror movies, sci fi movies, and I watch them live with an audience and we laugh and make fun of them together. So I do that. And then I also do stand up comedy. So if you're ever in Birmingham or in the South, you see me on a lineup come through and laugh at me
1: laugh with you or at you
0: both a bit of both depends <laughs> on the day <laughs> Depends on if i'm bombing or not um i'll take any oh, no. if I'm bombing. <laughs> well but,
1: i mean um, that's what that's what your job is so yeah. even if you're bombing and you're making people laugh aren't you succeeding
0: yeah i like... mean normally if you're bombing people aren't laughing at all and at that point like i will take any sort of laughter <laughs>
1: That sounds like such a stressful job to be a stand-up.
0: Oh, it's, um, I am I will say this, I'm still fairly new. I've been in and out of stand-up comedy for about three years now. And it is exceedingly stressful because like you'll be in a room with like an entire set that you know it does well and the audience mm-hmm. just isn't enjoying it, which happens time to time. And you have to sit there and be like, I know these are good jokes. Why aren't these working? And it's a lot of gauging the audience, finding what works, being able to read the room. A lot of that on top of, you know normal stage jitters <laughs> before you get up there. And remembering your jokes without notes. That's uh it's great.
1: For the longest time I used to think stand up comedians were making it up on the spot. <laughs>
0: Oh no, I my I think I've got like right now like a tight 30 minutes. I have been working on that for longer than I've been doing stand-up. So probably about like six years now. I started writing the jokes that I have and I've like perfected them down to like what they are now. And I mean, it's like, I know how long to pause in between, you know, the joke and the punchline, the callbacks throughout the entire set took years to write. And uh, it's great. It's great. My favorite thing is when I meet people and they're like, oh, I could I could do stand up. I've been thinking about doing it. I'd be great. I've got like 15 minutes. And I'm like, you have two minutes, if anything. Because <laughs> um, you get up there and it's the, you know, open mics are five minutes, uh, like five to seven. And that five to seven minutes can either fly by or it can seem like you're up there for an hour. You're like, no one's laughing. My jokes aren't working. What's going on?
1: <laughs> We're talking about horror movies today, specifically yeah. Scream. But before we get into our beloved ghosty boy, Ghostface, you mentioned that you watch a lot of like horror films and sci-fi films mm-hmm. on your show. Have you always kind of like been a horror fan or is it something you just got into?
0: I'm very open about this on the show. I, most of the time if we're watching something on stream, I have not seen it. So I started the stream, I started doing my show because I hadn't seen a lot of movies. I was like, I haven't, you know, when I, before I started, I hadn't seen any of the Freddy movies. I still haven't seen any of the Halloween movies. We're waiting till those are available (laughs) to watch together. I just watched Friday the 13th. Actually, this past weekend, the only horror movies that I'd seen, like franchise films, I mean, besides just a few oddballs, were the Scream movies. I don't know why I picked them, but I watched them, fell in love with them. And just like, those would be what I'd watch during Halloween. I'm like, I'm just going to watch Scream. Stay away from everything else just watch Scream. And then Carrie, of course. So
1: Carrie. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so happy you mentioned Carrie. I'm going to go on a Carrie tangent for a second. Go for it. Yes, yeah, my show. I do what I want. <laughs> I've said this on the podcast before. So like listeners who've listened, because that's what listeners do. They know this story. There are a few films that traumatized me as a little young one. But when I was a baby, not like an infant, but like young enough to be traumatized. Carrie, Amityville Horror.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh, no.
1: Those films, I just like, it's one of those things where it's like, my mom didn't let me watch Carrie, but I watch Carrie, if that oh, makes sense. No, it does. It makes total sense. When you're growing up in the 90s, oh. when you're a little one in the 90s, sometimes you just walk into the room without your mom noticing are like you're kind of just peeking in yep and they don't know you're watching it yeah or they know but they know they can't stop you
0: (laughs) i'll say i my trauma wasn't from like a horror movie i like the stairs in my house were like situated where if I snuck down them I could watch the tv in the living room while my parents were in there but they couldn't see me because there was like a wall mm-hmm. and I like snuck down and I think like my mom was like passed out on the couch and it was like some HBO show and just I as like you know five-year-old Natalia just watched a full sex scene and didn't know what I was watching <laughs> I was like what's happening oh no so that was mine Oh, I'm trying to think. I I don't think I watched horror growing up, though. Like, I I watched Carrie growing up. I watched the Mm -hmm. Universal Monsters, which I, I mean, absolutely love, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon, but... (laughs) horror was not that big in our household we were more of a sci-fi family like i grew up watching stargate sg1 and then doctor who that's what i grew up on
1: well sci-fi and horror have a really interesting relationship to each other because a lot of times there are a lot of like movies and books and tv shows that are both sci-fi and horror but they'll be relegated to one or the other so like creature from the black lagoon is both alien obviously predator yeah. jurassic park is one that's usually like relegated to just sci-fi but i'm like no it's sure. a horror movie maybe it doesn't scare you but like there are enough like horror scenes to justify its classification
0: i think my favorite horror scene in jurassic park is the jello scene oh yeah the jello and
1: it's shaking and she's trembling and you see yes. like the painting of the raptor and then the silhouette of the raptor right by it it's like oh shit It's Um, so good and i think jurassic park has i i was telling you before we started recording all my conversations i either talk about well scream obviously this time but jurassic park and jaws i'm two out of three right now
0: (laughs) You're 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 doing so good i'm proud of you Stuff. You're getting there. Uh, when
1: I hand fish Jaws into this, I'll have the trifecta yet again. I mean, but... <laughs> like, if
0: you want, well, we can dive into Jaws. I hadn't seen it until this past summer, and I watched Jaws 1 through 3 on stream. Oh,
1: gee. Well, you yeah. didn't watch The Revenge, so that's good.
0: Yeah. We, I think we stopped at 3. That's... Maybe we only did two, but like I'd only seen like clips from the first Jaws movie before. And it was just one of those like people were always like, Oh, you haven't seen it? You haven't seen it? I'm like, No, I haven't seen it. Watch it with me. Like, <laughs> Oh, no, I've seen it already. And I'm like, I need someone <laughs> to watch movies with me. I, cause I can't, I get so distracted. I won't sit there and watch a full movie by myself. So I, I became a horror hostess. So people had to watch them with me.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Well, I love Jaws. I don't want to get too off track, but I just have to say something about Jaws and something about Jurassic Park. Then we'll get back to like overall horror. But Jaws interests me because I think it's one of those beautiful franchises Mm -hmm. that simultaneously has one of the greatest films ever made and one of the worst. And I think that's beautiful. It's perfectly balanced.
0: The best of both worlds, as Hannah Montana would say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just like a perfect four film like you have the one of the greatest movies of all time, a perfectly fine movie, a forgettable bad movie, and one of the worst movies of all time. And I don't think there's any franchise that is as, as terms of quality, varied.
0: Now I kind of want to go watch this last movie and see what it's about.
1: <laughs> it's really bad.
0: I love bad movies.
1: <laughs> well, you, you, I think, I think this might be the one that breaks you. That oh, it's no. so bad. It's so bad where you're like, that was bad. Like, that was bad. But I don't like ragging on movies too much. But but I have no nice things to say either.
0: No redeeming qualities. They're not like one good character. Nothing. Well, it's
1: not even like so bad it's good. It it just hurts.
0: It hurts? It hurts. See, one of my favorite movies is Avalanche Sharks. And like, I've made people- What the fuck is that? Oh, you haven't seen avalanche sharks?
1: I haven't heard of avalanche (gasps) sharks.
0: Okay, so... I thought I
1: was a horror expert today.
0: (laughs) Rundown, real quick. There are some totem poles in the mountains that get knocked down by a skier. And the totem poles keep these ghost sharks that swim through the snow at bay. All right, totem poles knocked down. So the avalanche sharks, which are ghost sharks that swim through the snow, are eating the skiers. And it's like this whole like quest to like fix everything, but no one knows how to like kill them. And then just this one random offbeat character that's just like getting drunk half the movie yeah. skis over and then just like fixes the totem pole. Cause it looks bent. And then this, <laughs> the, the movie's over and you're like, what just happened? I feel like you need to go watch it now.
1: I, I do. <laughs> oh my God. When you said the term ghost shark, It made me think of one of my favorite sci fi films, which is Ghost Shark.
0: Ghost Shark? That's a movie. Yeah.
1: That's a movie. Okay. I remember Um, when it premiered. I'm pretty sure it was like 2012 or 2013.
0: Oh, there's that. I I love shitty shark movies. Santa Jaws is another really good one. (laughs) He's a Christmas shark that has broken ornaments for teeth and a unicorn head spike. That's the candy cane. That's amazing.
1: I know what I'm watching on Christmas.
0: It's a fantastic one. There's also whale, shark, no, sharktopus versus whale wolf. And it's a killer whale, <laughs> whale wolf crossover. And then sharktopus is, he's half shark, half octopus, and they battle. And there's a evil scientist with a really bad Russian accent, as they all do have, you know, oh, 10 out of 10 recommend. We just went on a tangent about shark movies. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's amazing. exploitation is heavenly. It's an amazing genre.
0: My quick little tangent
1: on Jurassic Park, before I forget it, I just wanted to say, I think the best jump scare, okay, maybe not the best, but one of the best jump scares in all of cinema is in Jurassic Park. Which one? I think it's a perfectly constructed jump scare that arguably the whole movie leads up to it. And it's when Laura Dern, we stand a queen. She's in the power breaker room turning on the power. And she goes, Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. And boom, Velociraptor.
0: Yes. I haven't seen Jurassic Park in so long, but I know exactly what you're talking about. That the jello scene is my two favorite scenes.
1: And- I like that they both deal with the Velociraptor Yes. because even on whatever side of the argument you're on, if Jurassic Park's horror or not, I think we can all agree that the raptors are scary.
0: Yes. And I want one as a pet so bad. I would I be mean, that person that's like, give me one. I'll buy one. Let's go.
1: I get it. But they're also scary. Yes. Like I, I feel like I could have a nice drink with Freddy Krueger, but he's also scary. Like he's, Freddy Krueger would be cool to hang out with.
0: If you're a vibing and you're awake and then you're like not gonna give me buddy,
1: <laughs> or if like you're an adult because he seems to go after teens
0: yeah i guess yeah unless his unless his tastes have
1: aged recently i think you'd be safe <laughs> true true it's like child murderer i'm not a child he's like
0: ah let's go out for a beer let's go
1: <laughs> exactly and you said what because you know he has those quips yeah be like welcome to prime time bitch and i'd be like that was a good quip. You are quipping good, my man, my man, the quipster. I am not a quipster, clearly. Um,
0: <laughs> I could see him like doing an open mic sometime, like walk in, just Freddy Krueger's on stage, just trying to
1: tell yeah. jokes.
0: They're going would be like, yeah, I, I could, I could hang out with you post show. I'm not going to tell you where I live, but I'll hang out with you post show before I leave.
1: <laughs> and then, like, I could just see him killing the audience.
0: Oh yeah, with jokes, not with well, if they're if
1: he's bombing with his oh hand, yeah with his yeah. slasher hand. But either way, like, he's he's killing it.
0: Yeah. One way or the other, he's killing that audience.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So... <laughs> but yeah, so in addition to, like, Scream and Carrie, were there any other, like... Or actually, no. I want to ask a different question. Okay. Since starting Cult Comedy Cinema, what have been, like, your favorite horror movies?
0: Oh, my favorite? I've got, like, a list. So... Say, so I really loved like this past weekend, Friday the 13th was fantastic that it lived up to the hype. Say, so Carrie's always been one of my favorites. Scream's always been a favorite. I had watched this like years ago, had forgotten about it until I watched it. I'm a huge Vincent Price fan. We call him Vinny oh. P on the show. And um, I have kind of like pin down which one my favorite is.
1: I know and it's like, a basic answer, but I think I'm a sucker for House on Haunted Hill.
0: I know, like that's, I want to say House on Haunted Hill because it was so, it was iconic for its time. It gave us so many, like, it was the first movie with like the scream track at the beginning. The, you know, they used like the skeleton in the theater. That was the first time that'd been done. So many phenomenal things about that movie. But he did a lot of like anthology movies Mm -hmm. where it was like little mini movies with like Peter Lore and Cushing and just, you know, I call him the horror rat pack because that's what they do to (laughs) me. And oh, they all worked so well together. So I'm going to have to say The Monster Club, nice. which is Cushing and Price. And they kind of like bookend these like little mini horror stories about monsters, but it's broken up with like 80s bands playing monster themed music in between. And it's just, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I make all of my friends watch it. That um, Saturday, the 14th, if you haven't seen it, it is amazing. Dead Heat, which is another Vincent Price film.
1: Nice. I think my favorite, other than the basic answer, is The Great Mouse Detective.
0: That's a really good movie. He is my favorite actor of all time, voice actor and like actor actor. And I have I'm doing my best to expose everyone that watches my show to not just his horror stuff, but like his voice acting and everything, because he's been um like he voiced he was a voice actor in like the thief and the cobbler I don't know if you remember that movie no I um, don't if you saw the cast members you'd, if, you'd be like oh I'm like maybe I do because like I didn't remember the thief and the cobbler but I remember the characters and then I watched mm-hmm. it and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> he's you know the great mouse detective he's uh, he was also and we talked about my love for Scooby-Doo My introduction to Vincent Price was with Scooby-Doo, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. He plays Vincent Van Gogh. What? Did you not know
1: this? I don't think I did. Here's what I probably watched it multiple times growing up. I just don't remember because it's been so long. Mm -hmm. But I I remember they used to have celebrities on Scooby-Doo guest starring.
0: So that was... um... But
1: those were like old episodes and I didn't know who they were. I just remember someone who had like bug eyes
0: that would probably have been he was the guy who was the
1: i'm pretty sure he had a high-pitched voice like a namely high-pitched voice
0: yes he's from the andy griffin show who's the um it's not andy griffin who's his like work friend i
1: don't remember i didn't watch the i didn't watch the andy griffin show that's too old for me
0: You like was always on, like I would come home from school and it was the Munsters run, followed by the Andy Griffin show, followed by he- Beverly Hillbillies. And if I stayed up, if I was like watching TV too late, I knew it was time to turn it off when it was, um, oh gosh, Green Acres
1: would come on after
0: that. Um, I was,
1: I was a kid that always put it on Animal Planet.
0: Oh, see, no, I watched old TV shows. That was my thing.
1: No, my was, stuff is animal shit. And then if the Discovery Channel was having dinosaurs on, yeah, I'd watch the dinosaur stuff okay and then shark week
0: oh see
1: i I used used to just watch shark week all the time and then i don't anymore
0: they still do shark week i think they do i like grew up and like my dad was very like if the tv's on it's got to be the history channel or the discovery channel and so Mm -hmm. when i would get home like i was a latchkey kid no one was home so i was like i'm gonna watch the old i like (laughs) i loved the Munsters, the beverly hillbillies I wasn't the biggest Andy Griffith show, which, by the way, his name was Don Knotts, the guy with the bug eyes. Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Don Knotts. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: they will say uh, Sonny and Cher did an episode together with the Shark Monsters on that series. And nice. then um, they just they're remaking that series right now. And Cher was just on it. And uh, she also fought the Shark Monsters again. They're, That's they're awesome. All yep. Which, I mean, like, kids today don't know that. But, like, as the adult woman that I am that just watches Scooby-Doo every night to fall asleep, I recognized it. And I was like, oh, my God, look what they did.
1: I just need to point out the fact that kids won't recognize what you, as a kid, watching the previous generation's kids. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's it's... a lot of, there's a lot going on there.
0: Yeah, that's. It was a lot, I mean, like, I just old TV shows were my thing as a kid. And then, so, like, when I was starting off, I can't remember when The 13 Ghosts came out, but I, that was something that I had to dig for. And I found it as, I want to say, it was probably in middle school when I found it. And I was just getting, like, small little clips. I couldn't find full episodes. That was my introduction to Vincent Price. And my, like, obsession with Scooby-Doo started to kind of grow from there. And it went from just, like, oh, whatever's on TV to, like, I'm going to find these. And I'm going to watch well, them all.
1: Well, when I was little... Like growing up, growing up, I, like I said, Animal Planet was number one, mm-hmm. followed by like Discovery if they had dinosaurs, but I'd watch a lot of Nickelodeon and um, Cartoon Network, yes. but especially Cartoon Network when it played the old cartoons. So mm-hmm. even though I didn't watch the old sitcoms, I watched the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, the old mm-hmm. Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, yes. I love. So I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo. But it's been so long. I I, I vividly remember the Johnny Bravo Scooby Doo uh, yes. crossover <laughs> because this joke. There's one joke that helped inform my sense of comedy. I think our sense of humor. I mean, and it's the Velma and Johnny knocking into each other, and Velma being like, "My glasses. I can't see without my glasses." And Johnny being like, "My glasses. I can't be seen without my glasses."
0: <laughs> oh, the play on words with those two. I forgot about Johnny Bravo.
1: And that's just good character work too. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a funny play on words, but I think it's just funny because even as a five-year-old, I knew those characters. Yep. Professional segue to Scream. You mentioned that you kind of grew up watching Scream. So I
0: didn't grow up watching Scream, but it was the first... When I decided to start watching horror movies, because I think it was part of me was just a little too scared. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I watched them right before I turned, I think, 21. No, I think it was maybe when I was 21 was when I decided to watch Scream. It was whenever the TV show came out on MTV. And I was like, if I'm going to watch the TV show, I need to watch the movie series so I watched all of them like little marathon with the guy I was dating and fell in love with them and then we watched the tv series together and I enjoyed the tv series for what it was as like a not part of the movie series if that makes sense yeah and then it's become you know my go-to Halloween movie it's in the roster that I watch every year well the the first screen movie is so
1: (laughs) So you haven't seen the sequels in a little bit, but the first one's really fresh for you.
0: The first one's fresh. And then the latest installment into the franchise is fresh. I rewatched that over the weekend.
1: How well do you remember the killers? Not the band. Oh, the, uh, (laughs) um,
0: (laughs) vaguely. I I'm, what I'm going to do, I can, if I can see a picture of them, I'll be good. So I'm just going to pull up the IMDb pictures and then we can go from there. Are we talking about like the first movie or?
1: I, I just meant overall overall okay so if we establish the killers now for you because ghost face ghost face is like not a single person that's what makes multiple people yeah yeah that's what makes him so compelling but i don't want to just go in and be like remember when roman did this and you being like uh yeah yeah
0: so i've got like a picture of all their faces do i remember their names i just remember billy loomis and then um hell yeah i don't remember the Names of the people I know Matthew Lillard's one as well. Um,
1: that's my boy Stu. Uh,
0: Stu. Sorry, so Billy Stu and Stu. Billy got him.
1: Yeah. Uh, number two, that's Timothy Oliphant. He plays Mickey. Okay, and then uh, Lori Metcalf, she plays Billy's mom, Mrs. Loomis.
0: Oh, yeah, Mrs. I forgot about Mrs. Loomis. Okay, yes.
1: And you just watched Friday the 13th. Oh, I did. <laughs> so Scream 2 is like. A love letter to sequels and to Friday the 13th.
0: It is. Oh my gosh, now it's all coming back to me. It's coming back,
1: here we go. See, this is what we do. This is what these conversations do. They're like time machines. But okay. instead of a DeLorean, it's a microphone.
0: It's a microphone. We're like, yeah, okay.
1: That was not my best quit. But like I said, I'm a podcaster. I'm not a comedian.
0: <laughs> hey, it's fine. I'm barely the comedian, but I'll do my best here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, scream three is Roman. That's the film director. Yes. Who's also Sydney's half brother brother. Dun dun dun. Oh, there we go. All
0: right. And
1: then scream four is charlie who's one who i think is rory colkin
0: yes and I jill can, yes and that's um,
1: uh emma roberts emma
0: roberts yes yeah.
1: and she's Sid- sydney's sister uh, sister she's sydney's cousin but she has a whole millennial i want to be famous yeah which was like ahead of its time but done so well. It hits so much harder today. <laughs> yes, it
0: does. And then in the last movie, we have uh I just know that it's Jack Quaid, Richie, and then uh what's her name? What's her
1: name? Amber, played Amber. by Mikey okay. Madison. I, I watched this movie six times already since it came out. Yeah. So it's very Same. like <laughs> it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Fresh, ingrained, prominent, fresh and mint.
0: I will say like in the cast and scream you have like most of your horror movies you have your like tropes you have your people and i feel like they did very well we're talking about like the latest scream right now with picking the dorky guy i.e jack quaid Mm -hmm. and then with amber's character they cast her so well like she was very intense but in a subtle way that you're like she's just stressed and then it was like wait no she's actually just she's doing her thing I know there were some people that were upset by the movie, but I absolutely loved this installment of it.
1: Oh, I'm a fan. I loved it. And I really loved that. Because at first I wasn't feeling it, right? Yeah. Um, and when I say at first, I mean leading up to actually seeing it. Okay. I just, I'm not the biggest fan of rebooting a franchise, calling it the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not a remake. It's a sequel. Yep. So Halloween, Candyman. And I was like, "Scream, you're better than that." No. Why are you doing? (laughs) Why are you doing like the cliches the other films are doing? And then I remembered, I'm an idiot. That's the whole point of Scream. Yep. And as soon as I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh wait, this is brilliant." Yes. I saw on Twitter someone put like the Scream character poster Mm -hmm. side by side with the Star Wars The Last Jedi poster. Okay. And they're like. The exact same. What? Like, even in the marketing, Scream was like making fun of. There's a, a poster for Scream of Ghostface, and he's posed exactly like Michael Myers is for the Halloween Kills poster. I love it. I love so, it. even in the marketing, Scream is making fun of Halloween mm-hmm. and Star Wars The Last Jedi. I remember the trailer having the um, kind of like horror movie trailer tropes that. Like, hereditary. Yeah. It's one thing for the movie to be super smart, but seeing the movie retroactively made me appreciate the marketing.
0: Oh, yeah. No, their marketing team was fantastic. And I am still kicking myself for not doing it, but they did a watch-along, which you could sign up for by, like, essentially linking your Facebook account. They DM you, like, a Facebook message. And it was essentially kind of like what my show is. They're like, when you start watching the movie, click this button... And it was gonna give you like trivia and like little little interviews to watch along with the film while you're watching it, like rewatching the original. But that was the marketing leading up to the one that was about to come out. And I was like, this is done so well. Like as my background's in marketing, and I was like, they're doing this, like playing it out to a T. And like normally I'd be like, I'm sick of this, but I'm like, I want to see all of the ads, give them all to me. I need to see them. But they were so good.
1: I avoided most of that stuff oh. because, you know, Scream is a franchise where spoilers are a thing. Yes. That reminds me, I'm going to have to go back and edit. Spoiler alert for the entire Scream franchise, yeah. which I don't know, should be a given. Mm-hmm. If we're going to talk about Ghostface, there's going to be spoilers. All the but spoilers. I got to give people a chance. There's
0: someone like me out there that hasn't seen a lot of horror movies. And they're like, oh, I can learn if I listen to this podcast and then I can watch the movie.
1: Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> wow, I just listened. I don't even need to watch the movie anymore. I know all of the twists.
0: I know all the
1: stuff. And it's like, normally I don't care about spoilers too much. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things where it's like, if someone spoils the Halloween movie for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, Michael kills people. Got That's it. what he does there's only one thing halloween could do that i would count as a true spoiler and that would be like killing off jamie lee curtis again Mm -hmm. like but with scream half of the fun is trying to figure out the mystery Mm
0: -hmm. so if i accidentally
1: yeah so if i accidentally figure out who the killers are beforehand that's a bummer. Mhm. I guess like this
0: is kind of like diving back into like the latest one like yeah. you spend the entire movie trying to figure out who it is every single time, which I think is why I fell in love with it. I love a good mystery. I love trying to predict the end of movies. So that's what I did when I was like watching Scream. I'm like, "Oh, it's this person because of this. Oh no, it's this person because of this." And I feel like that's where a lot of the fan base and love for this franchise has come from is like people like me. They're like it keeps you guessing the entire time. And you're like, yes, no, yes, no. And like, they did that so well with the latest film. Like they were poking fun at the horror, like, the, you know, the normal horror tropes. They were also like, you know, they poked fun at Halloween and yeah. like in the movie. And then um, I think there's like at one point when Melissa and Richie are visiting my very favorite character in the entire <laughs> Scream franchise. Oh, <gasps> And I'm fucking forgetting his name. God damn it, what's wrong with me? Why is it not telling me his name?
1: That's how you know he's your favorite.
0: He is. He's, it's, I call him, it's not, it's Dewey.
1: It's Dewey, yeah.
0: Okay, like, oh, there, it's just, got him listed as Dwight on here. I'm like, who the fuck is Dwight? His name's Dewey. But no, like when they're visiting Dewey and he's just like, how long have you known this guy? Like, it's normally normally the love interest. And like, Richie's like, no, it's not me. It's not me. And then, you know, down the road, as we find out, like, I love that because they've done that in the past movies where like, it's not me, it's not me. And then it ended up being them. And so I'm like, no, they're not going to do it again here. And I was like, no, they're not going to redo what they've done in the past. And I was like, oh my God. Like at the end, I legitimately which i hope this isn't given too much away but like i thought it was i thought it was tara i thought it was um the little sister i was like it's her and her creepy fucking friend and then nope threw a wrench in my plans i got half of i guessed half of it right you know old uh old richie threw me for a
1: loop i was i was almost the exact same way because right off the bat I knew it was Amber mm-hmm. like as soon as like as soon as ghost face, yeah as soon as like in the very opening scene where Tara gets got and like Ghostface sends a video of Amber brushing her hair uh-huh. I'm like that's a ghost face I just know it yep that's a ghost face I don't even think they cloned her phone I think Jesus said hey they cloned my phone and then everyone believed her because mm-hmm. how do you clone a phone I mean you can
0: clone a phone And you can clone a
1: dinosaur. But
0: but we're not going to do it here. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know how either works. So Austin, one movie, zero. Movie, zero. You got to account for my incompetence movie.
0: (laughs) If I can't do it, it's impossible. All right. Okay. Um... Thank you. (laughs) But no, I think that, like, that aspect of it, like, they brought in that, plus they brought in the legacy characters, which, for me, I'm all about all the reboots that are coming out right now Mm and bringing in, you know, I don't know if we call them legacy characters for, like, other things other than horror. I'll call like, them legacy
1: characters. Like bringing in the
0: legacy characters, like it makes me, it gives you that sense of nostalgia, which I am like constantly take, like chasing that dragon. That's part of the reason I do my show is like I want, I'm like chasing that like feeling of nostalgia with things that like I haven't seen before, like new things. And so like bringing back in like the legacy characters, you know, Courtney Cox, well, Gail Weathers. We've got dewey yeah. We've got you know Billy Loomis is in this one. Um, and then of course the. My favorite, you know, Scream Queen, Sydney Prescott, she's amazing. Bringing them back, seeing them all again, even though I only watched Scream for the first time a few years ago, brought me like this immense sense of like nostalgia in the theater, because I went and saw it in in the theater, and I was just like, you know, there were cheers whenever they came on screen, people were like, yeah! and it was just like everyone's feeling that and it's just such a wonderful thing to feel and the fact that they were able to incorporate that into the latest franchise like latest installment in the franchise is just chef's kiss I thought it was amazing
1: and I love how the how Scream is able to bring to like bring terms to concepts we already knew yes but we didn't have words for so requel Mm -hmm. legacy character yeah like I'm like That's what we call them.
0: That's what we're going to
1: do. Perfect. Because like in Halloween, I love bringing back Jamie Lee and I liked Halloween kills. But did we really need to bring back Tommy Doyle and Sheriff Brackett just to have you seen Halloween kills?
0: I haven't seen any of the Halloween movies.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. You totally said that. So I'm not going to get too into that. Um, Have you seen Candyman?
0: I've seen the first Candyman, but nothing passed.
1: Well, the new Candyman's a requel.
0: Okay, okay,
1: awesome. I'll let you figure it out for yourself, but it does bring back legacy characters to an extent. Okay. There's only one real legacy character, mm-hmm. and then like Virginia Madsen's character, Helen Lyle, is mentioned. Okay. A lot. So, that's- so even though she's not a part, she's not in the story. She's a part of the story. Yeah. And then the big concept of that new Candyman is it's not a single Candyman; it's a hive of Candymen.
0: Okay. All right, I'm I'll let the movie. That. Ex-
1: I'll let the movie explain why. Um, I think it's a very interesting concept, but all that to say, Tony Todd's not really in the movie. Okay, he is, but not really. All right, so he kind of counts as a legacy character.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Um, he's a part of it, but it's. He's basically not in it, if that makes sense. Okay, but his like his persona is in it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it.
0: He's there, but he's, he's not... not there. Right. It's kind of um, like I'm trying to think if we had any of those in Scream.
1: I feel like, well, Stu. Stu, yeah, because Stu is mentioned quite a bit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he's not in it.
0: Yes, and I feel Our like Billy. This...
1: I would count Billy because Billy's in it, but, but not really because not... Billy's dad, We we just see visions of him.
0: Yeah. This that's kind of
1: how the Tony Todd Candyman is. Okay. We don't really see him and he's not really a part of it, mm-hmm. but like he's mentioned, his presence is there.
0: Okay. So when he's you like see... acknowledged, but he's not yeah.
1: there. All right. Right. And like when the new character is like painting the different Candyman, mm-hmm. you see Tony Todd's portrait.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And that's a cool moment. I like the new ta- Candyman. I just wish, I just think it needed more Tony Todd. I also have a few more criticisms, but that's for a Candyman episode. I'll Um, have to
0: watch it and then we can discuss it.
1: Yes, but no, I thought the new Candyman was very smart in a lot of ways. There are just some aspects I think it could have been stronger in. It was a good film, but I think it had the potential to be great. And I think there were too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, if it had a more unified vision, not unified vision, because it was directed very well. Mm-hmm. I think the new Candyman kind of like the screenplay was written by three writers and you can tell. Oh, okay. And the movie is trying to please everyone and it drops a few balls mm-hmm. in the process. Uh, it's still a good movie, but I'm like so close not to quite being there. great. So close. So close. So, and that makes it even, and it makes him, it's so funny when you're very good, but not great. It makes mm-hmm. it more disappointing than just being bad.
0: Yeah, I fully, fully understand that. Fully do.
1: But it is a good movie that I enjoyed. I'm just like, you're so close. So
0: close, <laughs> but no cigar.
1: Exactly. So with Scream and the requel and the legacy characters, I think it's interesting because now that Scream pointed it out, mm-hmm. you can't unsee it anywhere. No, So did you watch the new Texas Chainsaw
0: movie? I have not seen Texas Chainsaw yet.
1: It does a Halloween, which you also haven't seen. Yeah. That means nothing to you.
0: It means absolutely. I wish it did. And it will in a couple months because all these movies are on the lineup for this year. It's just... (laughs) I can't watch movies and not be on screen anymore because people like I don't like my They I want to see like, your reaction. Yeah, they want to see the reactions and it's um I've had people tell me it's like nostalgic watching me react to these movies for the first time because in a way it's giving them a chance to kind of like relive their first reactions because I am very jumpy, I get scared. <laughs> um there's a lot of me going like, "Oh my god." And like You know, just hiding behind a pillow on the couch, just like peeking over, watching. I live alone, so it's Mm -hmm. also like I'm watching these horror movies late at night, and I'm like, "Oh God, I have to go to sleep now, and I'm gonna get murdered in my sleep."
1: Hell yeah! Hell
0: yeah! That's why we do it. It's why we're here. Um, (laughs) Just here for that adrenaline rush, and then like, like laying in bed wide awake till four in the morning when you have work at six a.m. It's awesome.
1: Who (laughs) needs sleep? Who
0: needs sleep? But no, like I. They definitely like in Scream bringing in like the terminology for things that we're all just like, what the fuck? Like, what do we call this? How do we acknowledge it? And I feel like in the way that they brought it up, they almost broke the fourth wall without breaking the fourth wall.
1: And that's like kind of its thing, right? So good. It's they're
0: acknowledging the cheesiness, they're acknowledging it. I mean, you've got the Scream movies within Scream, you've got the Stab movies. Within Scream. And to me, I've always felt so... I've always loved that aspect because it's very much what would happen in real life. Like, look at Netflix. Look at any... Like, we've been obsessed with murder. We've got murder, like, podcasts. We've got, you know, murder TV shows. Like, if something like scream was happening if there was a real ghost face in a town we would have stab movies right it's just it was just it's just how things would actually happen and I feel like scream does such a good job of bringing that element of realness to what's going on like point in case Emma um, excuse me Emma Roberts character was ahead of her time when the movie
1: came out like she has she has that line friends I don't need friends I need fans yep and it's like dang and you know what line hits hard, especially now, is when she goes, what am I supposed to do? Go to college, grad school, work, <laughs> work,
0: Gosh, I'm and I'm to get... just
1: like, speak, you're preaching.
0: You are preaching to the choir right now.
1: Scream handled everything well, because even when it did kill off a legacy, mm-hmm. it did it in a way where it was justified.
0: Yes. And I definitely cried in the movie theater when it happened.
1: As we all should.
0: If you didn't cry, I laughed and cried the entire movie. Because I love, I laugh at like the most inappropriate things. Like if you've seen Uncut Gems, the end of Uncut Gems. I was (laughs) dying laughing in a theater full of people looking like an absolute psychopath. And I did not care. I watched it back to back three times in one day in the same theater. And I laughed every single time at the end of that movie. It was so good. I was laughing through a lot of the Scream stuff. There was that phenomenal, like, nostalgic trope. And I feel like they brought back three. They couldn't let us keep all of them. And um, I, I, I knew when I when they brought them back in the beginning I was like one of them's not making it out I mean Sydney always gonna come out she's our final girl so I was like there's pro- I love Courtney Cox but there's probably me that was like I hope it's Gail I hope it's fucking Gail <laughs> I hope it's Gail she's had a good career she's out here being a businesswoman and we got all Dewey's just oh it was such a sad existence to see Dewey that way but I don't know I also feel like they built up his recent years in the way that they did so that it was kind of like, Oh, we're putting him out of his misery.
1: And him. like of those three characters, I feel like Dewey had the least to do. Yeah. But it in was terms good. of like, where Sydney and Gale can still go up yes. when we, when we're in screen Four, Dewey's at the top of his game, mm-hmm. he can only go down.
0: And he did. He went down. We saw he him at, way down. We saw him at rock bottom. And then we saw him redeem himself, so right. to speak, before he came to his epic conclusion.
1: But I'm just like, I'm just like, but they also did it in a tasteful way to where it's a tough pill, but a pill I don't mind taking.
0: I mean, I and then it, but I understand where you're coming from.
1: <laughs> and through doing that, they finally bring Sydney and Gail truly together. Mm-hmm. Those two, it's really the first time those two work together. Yes.
0: You see them. I mean, because Dewey was that tie between the two of them, and then right grief brings people together. And you see these two, you know, badass women come together and be even more badass. And that shared history that they have again, like they were never on the same side. They were kind of, they were on the same side, but on opposite ends of the table. And right, you see the you know, the placemats in between the two of them have dwindled down during the years to where it's just the two of them. And they're finally like, yeah, it's time to downsize this table and uh, teach the new kids how to do it. And I, the, of, the passing of the torch, so to say, was done very, like tasteful. I don't know if tasteful is the right word. Like it was tasteful, but I felt like they just, they did it very gracefully, well covered in blood.
1: As <laughs> as you should in a screen film. Should. Enjoy that torch. Yes.
0: And then like- The, the one-liners castle.
1: in that movie were really good.
0: Yes, they were, oh, Richie's <laughs> last line in the movie. I think it was like, do I get my, like.
1: Oh, oh, he's like, what about my ending?
0: What about my ending? As like, he's just had like a knife through his cheeks. Oh my gosh, it was so. He gets
1: stabbed like 20 times.
0: And then, you know, and then it's like, you know, shoot him again. They always come back. They were tying it back to the other movies. And and then, you know, the pop-up, she does come back. She's like running down the hall of them after being burned alive and stabbed. Oh, it's so, it so good. Wait, was she st- no, she was shot.
1: She was a lot of things.
0: She was a lot. She got everything. She got a little bit of yeah. everything.
1: She got hand sanitizered in the face. Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: She
1: and I know that because she sanitizers? screams. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. I feel like in this movie, they did. a. They acknowledged a lot of like the horror movie cliches. Like my one of my favorite scenes was when Mindy Meeks is sitting on the mm-hmm. couch. She's been like trolling everyone the entire film talking about like, well, this is what happens. Like you can't just sit on the, on the couch, watching them like the horror movie, turn around, like screaming, turn around while watching, you know, the stab movie. It's just like the first scream. And you're like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And then they do it and they do it well. I think that was for me, a big thing. I was like, it was so nostalgic, but it wasn't just like mimicking. They made it their own. I liked, I liked that. I don't know where I was going on this tangent, but.
1: No, it's great. I love it. A line that I really liked was when Sam and Tara and Richie are going out of town, or so they think. I
0: guess.
1: And Tara doesn't have her... Her inhaler? Her inhaler, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Sam's like, we got to go to Tara's house, pick up her her inhaler, and Richie's just like, yeah, I think it's on one, two, three, no fucking way lane. Yep.
0: <laughs> the Their character... Who comes up
1: with that? Oh, my
0: God. they and they love
1: so that. Bad. I'm stealing that forever. This is my No line now? fucking way lane. And then there's when when everyone's like after Mindy does a week wool monologue mm-hmm. and everyone's discussing who the killer might be. Apparently, David Arquette improvised this line. But after Wes kind of just like, well, your famous wife left you and you've been in the bottom of a bottle the past couple of years. So you, it's safe to say you're on the suspect list. No offense. And Dewey <laughs> goes, well, I think you might be the killer because that cut deep
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh no that was
1: (laughs) i love that so much
0: that's i think the one thing that i like about the scream franchise the most is there the comedy is so prevalent and for me the comedy makes the horror aspect of it less scary even though like scream to me like it's not like it's a horror movie but it's not scary well for me it
1: makes it scarier
0: the horror the comedy does
1: yeah because overall i agree Mm -hmm. it's not as scary as something like the exorcist yes so as a whole i do agree but from moment to moment the comedy kind of like makes me lower my guard oh so when the horror does come it hits a little harder it's not just all horror you know yeah so like the jokes kind of like ease me and then ghostface goes and butchers a dude i'm like ooh, that's nasty And then I'm having a good time again. So it's like, no, I'm not. It's not horror to the point where it's not horror in the way where it's like I'm staying up at night, but I'm more reactive to the kills because I'm primed up by the jokes, if that makes sense.
0: No, I fully I fully understand that. And I feel like if I had a normal brain, that would also do that to me. (laughs) But if there's like a if there's a comedy aspect to anything, I focus solely on the comedy. Like in my brain, my brain's like, oh, this is a funny movie. It's fine. We don't have to be scared. It's a funny movie. So I think that's part of the reason I love Scream so much is it has that, you know, it has that I could definitely see that, you know, making this the kills worse.
1: Well, I also appreciate that the comedy is true to it being a horror film. Yeah. In a sense, to where there's not really gags or jokes. The comedy comes from the meta nature. Yes. And mostly from just genuinely funny characters.
0: Which, as someone who watches a lot of movies, (laughs) writing genuinely like witty and funny characters is something that I absolutely love when it's like seeing when it's done well. And they did it very, very well in the screen movie.
1: Yeah, and, and all the Scream movies, oh, yeah. I think, too. It's what makes Scream very unique. Because for me, I think a lot of people call it a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's a disconnect there. Because I don't think, I think it's very funny. Yes. I don't think it's a com- comedy at all.
0: No, it's, it's, it's a slasher. It's horror.
1: Yeah. Like, it just cor- happens to be really yeah. funny.
0: I mean, like, Dead Heat, Tammy and the T-Rex... Actually, Tammy that the T-Rex wouldn't be like horror comedy. The oh, Shaun
1: of comedy. the Dead.
0: Yeah, like those are...
1: Tucker and Dale versus Evil, yeah.
0: Those are horror comedies. Scream is a slasher. It's a horror with funny characters,
1: which... And um, I, and honestly, Scary Movie is a horror comedy. Yes. It's just oh, for me, um, I, I just think... Uh, I love Scary Movie, too. But like for me, it's just like a lot of people, they just see funny funny and scary Mm -hmm. And they know the term horror comedy, so that's what they go with. But the way my brain works, because I'm weird like this and annoying, I'm just like, if you're, if you call it a horror comedy, that implies it's a comedy with horror elements. And that's just not what Scream is. Yeah. It's the other way around. So comedic horror, sure. In the same way, like, American Werewolf in London. Mm -hmm. Or the Evil Dead movies.
0: Yes. Or... I, we watched Carrie this past week, so I have, like, the trivia fresh on my mind. Several of the cast members, like John Travolta and um, his girlfriend in the movie, they both thought that it was a Black comedy the entire time they were in it. They were like, this is, which is, you know, horror comedy. They were like, we thought this was a horror comedy. We thought our characters were here for comedic relief, which we know that they weren't. But, like, that in my mind, like, if you wanted to look at their characters in Carrie as comedic relief... Would be the equivalent of like the screen characters and their comedic relief. Like, this is a horror movie with characters that add a touch of comedic relief to keep it, and this sounds weird, but like relatable. Because, like, right. I, when I'm in an un- uneasy situation or like a scary situation, my go to to make people around me feel more comfortable and myself feel comfortable is to make jokes, is to be, you know, witty and sarcastic and like poke fun at the situation. And I feel like every group of people has someone like that which I think scream does a very good job of like pulling out and putting into the characters so that the audience feels that as well
1: I agree with that entirely and honestly if Brian De Palma wanted to like edit Carrie a bit differently it could have easily been a black comedy oh yeah because the performances are over the top in that movie
0: oh yeah like
1: I, I don't which makes that movie great by the way
0: phenomenal I hadn't seen it in years like since I was a kid and we watched it this past weekend on stream and I was like forgot how great this was
1: so remind me if you've seen these movies or not I I know you mentioned it earlier but I'm forgetting (laughs) you have not seen Nightmare yet I have seen
0: Nightmare on Elm Street one and two I when I was doing okay my first when I first started my shows I did they were live and so I did those And I've seen them both many times because for my live shows I make coloring books for the movies, nice. so I have to watch the movies over and over again. But I have seen Nightmare on Street one and two, and then I've watched the documentary that goes
1: with two. You would agree, I think, on the first one, where that one's a really funny movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious, but it's still horror.
1: Yeah, and I don't think, and I don't think it's unintentionally funny as some mm-hmm. horror can be, like a majority of the Friday the Thirteenth films, which I love. It's not a knock. It's just merely an observation. But that first Nightmare movie, I think, is similar to Scream, where it just has an inherently funny character, like funny characters. In Mm -hmm. this case, it's Freddy, but he's still a motherfucker. Yep. It's still like messed up and gory and scary. And I think at the end of the day, what makes Scream a true horror film Mm -hmm. is that opening scene, which doesn't have a laugh at all. Yep. And... The ending, which I think, if you wanted to argue Scream is a horror comedy, I think Mm -hmm. you can make the argument that the ending is a black comedy. Yeah, I could see that. Because it's very funny and very disturbing. Like, I'm sorry, when Billy and Stu are stabbing each other, that's fucking hilarious. And also, I'm like, Jesus, stop, stop. What's going on? That's enough slices. Yeah.
0: No, there's looking at both one and two. There are mm. aspects of the films that are like terrifying. Both scenes that are coming to mind right now are going to be um, the jail cell scene, where mm. it's like rat, like the sheets are wrapping around him and
1: choking. Oh shit, him. we're talking about nightmare right now. Oh,
0: sorry, we're talking about nightmare. My brain's not working.
1: <laughs> no, I, I was like jail cell. I know I don't. I know I know the screams too well to be forgetting. Then you said that wrapping. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, we went to nightmare. Yes, sorry, my
0: brain. <laughs> I'm listening to what you're saying and it's registering a scream, but like my brain was still on nightmare. So we're gonna <laughs> just cut this out. I'm we
1: sorry. go all over. We go yeah, all over. Everywhere. It's fine. All at once.
0: Oh man, <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going with that now. But yeah, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's
1: fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, we love Wes Craven. Rest we- in peace
0: love him he was amazing oh
1: that man that man reinvented the horror genre that man not once not twice but three times
0: an icon icon. Mm -hmm. gone too soon honestly oh yeah way too soon but
1: yeah i i think scream is a masterpiece i think it's i think the way it blends comedy and horror to compare it to a recent movie that i think there are two two movies in my mind that are recent that I think are horror movies, but they're also deeply funny. Okay. And it's get out and X.
0: I have not seen either of them. Get out's been on my list, but I'm waiting to watch it on
1: stream. X just came out. Okay. So no worries there.
0: For X, but I haven't, again, like it's, it's too new for me to be like, I could watch it with stream soon. And that's where I watch every movie now.
1: (laughs) Those two films and there's a little, like Scream, there's a little bit of situational yeah. comedy, because I think there is some situational comedy in Scream. Like, I'm sorry, it's just hilarious with uh, Randy, played by Jamie Kennedy. He's on the couch, yelling mm-hmm. at Jamie Lee Curtis to, like, look behind her as Ghostface is standing behind him. He's just like, Jamie, Jamie, look yeah. behind you. And that's a really funny scene. That's kind of like a gag scene, yeah. I guess. I feel like screams comedy is mostly from, it's mostly character base. It's yes. not too many gags, not too many, too many jokes.
0: No. And it's the comedy, like that, that scene where, you know, he's he's like, look behind you, look behind you. Like, right. It's what we would, it's what I would be doing. If I'm sitting on a couch, like that's what my show is. It's me yelling at characters in movies being like, what the fuck are you doing? what like what's going on and so it's like it's such a real aspect that it brings and then you know but it's funny watching it and then you turn around and you know in scream. i guess you call it scream five it's listed as scream five online it's oh it's the it's mindy's sitting on the couch doing yeah. the same thing and it's like it's it just builds up and it's just so it's so good it's so good i'm so happy that they do it and it's just uh, uh,
1: every time and i love that i love the face she makes where she realized what she's doing, she's like, yep. "Wait she's a like, second. Oh. Looks like, Oh
0: fuck! Yep. <laughs> and I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen the TV show in a while. I want to say they redid that in the TV show at one point. I'll I don't be know honest. If we're touching on the TV show.
1: I have not watched the TV show. Okay. Because I'm a real Scream fan. No, no. Uh, <laughs> the Scream is part of the can. I I don't know if it's part of the canon actually, but Scream is part of the the TV show is part mm-hmm. of the franchise. I just couldn't get through it
0: (laughs) I will say it took me probably three or four episodes in if I hadn't been watching it with somebody else that was enjoying it I probably wouldn't have stuck around but after I think like the third or fourth episode I was invested enough that I was like I'll stick around and then you know end of season three I was like that was actually pretty good
1: (laughs) well I didn't get that far and and the thing is like I try to get through it Mm -hmm. that's not a slight on the show that's a slight against myself because i vividly remember i watched the first episode i'm like oh okay it's better than i expected and then i watched the second episode i'm like oh okay pretty pretty good i'll i'm done for right now but i'll get back to it and then i didn't
0: and then you did it it's kind of like me and um stranger things i watched like the first three episodes and then i fell asleep And I woke up and I didn't know what was going on. And I turned it off and I never turned it back on. I was like, I'm good. Bye.
1: I feel that because there's a show called Hannibal.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I watched it. I turned it it on, watched the first episode. I'm like, oh, oh, that was good. That Mm -hmm. is some good television. That is my show. That is my new show. I never watched another episode. (laughs)
0: Like, I just never came back.
1: I never (laughs) came back. I never, and I'm just like, I'm just bad with tell it's very rare for me to like even if I enjoy the show Mm -hmm. it's just rare for me and at first I'm like it has to be a franchise I'm invested in but that's not even true anymore because they just came out with the halo show I watched the first episode I'm like hey that was pretty good I enjoyed that I haven't seen I haven't (sighs) seen an episode since
0: oh man I'm trying to think I like with my work. I have TV on in the background all the time, so like I'll go through TV shows. I may not pay attention, but I go through stuff pretty quickly, and it's like I kind of half pay attention. So I'm like, I watch that. That's great.
1: <laughs> oh, so so there's only a handful of TV shows that I've actually finished. Ironically, Stranger Things is one of them. Okay. I've been good with the Star Wars shows. So Mandalorian, Book of Boba yeah. Fett.
0: I just watched. Um, all I've been. Those. I fucking
1: think. love Star Wars man
0: Mandalorian's my favorite <laughs> well
1: hey, Boba Pascal? Fett's always oh Ooh, that's my daddy um <laughs> yeah. do you have a favorite uh ghost face moment
0: I'm trying to think I mm, per, like honestly to me that what always sticks out and will always I think be my favorite I guess two moments is I mean like the first opening scene like yeah. do you like scary movies like it's just iconic it's iconic it's always gonna be if I'm, like, trying to, like, if I'm playing, like, a, like, Pictionary or something, and that's, like, my, I have to tell them ghost face, like, that's what I'm, that's the scene I'm going to act out in charades. I don't know how I'd act it out, but, like, I'd find a way. And um, that, and then, like, when Billy Loomis is, like, covered in blood and he's, like, licking his fingers. Yeah. That, to me, is just so funny and creepy at the same time, because, like, the um, horror hostess of me is, like, oh, that's got to be, like, so sugary and gross. It's like, <laughs> like that corn syrup stuff. But then also, like, from the horror aspect, it just shows how fucking crazy he is. That, and then, like, I think, like, Matt, him and Matthew Willard are my two favorite ghost face. Like, Matthew's oh, yeah. just so insane. And he's so good at playing that, like, unhinged character. Oh, I love it. That, and then, um, I would say my favorite ghost face kill, though, would probably be which I don't know if that's the same thing. My favorite kill would be Jack Quaid's when it's like through the cheeks. There's just, oh my, like, and I know that's not the kill portion, but like that, like, I was like, oh my God, no, 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 (laughs) no. And then he pulls it out and he's still talking. He's still like, oh, I, they, they did good. They did good.
1: I think one of my favorite aspects of Ghostface is the voice. Mm Mm-hmm. uh, Roger L. Jackson that's the name of the ghost face voice or the actor's name it's just so so good and so scary Mm -hmm. I just love how it sounds so like casual at first Mm -hmm. like in the first phone call and then in the new movie the first one with Tara then it gets like nasty and scary and he just says the gnarliest things
0: like the voice is iconic that's just yeah I mean I, and I'll say this like the ghost face mask itself, like I was scared of the Scream movies because growing up everyone was ghostface for Halloween, and I hadn't right. seen the movie I didn't you know I was i too young to have seen it honestly, like I grew up and there were always kids in the ghost face mask I know I saw, <laughs> I, saw I saw I saw that you had it <laughs> hanging there, and I was like, oh. But, like, I remember they used to have, like, ghost face masks that, like, had, like, this little, like, hand pump that was, like, inside yeah! and it would, like, rain the blood down. the blood, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, those were so, it's such, like, a popular part of, like, our culture. Like, everyone knows right. the mask. Even if you don't know the, the movie series, you've seen that mask. It it resonates with you. And, I mean, you know, I didn't know what the movie was. I just saw the masks all the time. And I was like, I don't like and it's these just-
1: It's a scary mask. It
0: is. It's very unsettling. It's very, very unsettling. But yeah, no, I just, I like the costume. I like the fact that, you know, you never know who it is and they're always different. Yeah.
1: And I think you being a Scooby-Doo fan kind of leads into your love of screen. You just love a good mystery.
0: I love a good mystery. I want to be on the edge of my seat, even if the layout for the entire film or TV show is exactly the same every time. There's twists and turns. There's uh, there's boops and bobs. You don't know what's going on, but there's a mystery to be solved.
1: <laughs> From my recollection of what Scooby-Doo is, I think you also love the concept of a villain monologue.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So you don't just want to know who did it. You want to know why they yeah. did it.
0: There, there's there's a short villain monologue at the end of like, I wanted to collect the insurance money on this this estate that I own. Yeah. It's
1: great. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids, meddling kids.
0: And you know, in Scream, it's if it wasn't for you, Final Girls. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: meddling Final Girls. So I, I love that connection between Scream and Scooby Doo, in addition to Matthew Lillard, yes, um, and Sarah Michelle Geller.
0: Yes, I always forget she's in Season
1: it. Scream too, yeah,
0: yep, We've got Daphne and Shaggy, mm
1: hmm, and that. then uh, and then Fred, I know what you did last summer,
0: yep, he did,
1: which also has Sarah Michelle Geller, yep. they were a lot uh, together. <laughs> But I know what you did with last summer is like one of the first post-scream slashers, yep. and that one was written by the guy who wrote Scream, Kevin Williamson. Mm-hmm. So that there's a lot of connections between Scream mm-hmm. and Scooby Doo, whether directly or indirectly.
0: Yes, there's. They did. I'll say I know what you did last summer. The series, the film series, was good. We actually watched that on the stream uh, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and then we watched the tv series that amazon just released which was also we enjoyed it i say we as in like everyone that watches my stream we watched <laughs> it together and had a good time but yeah no it was good I...
1: i'll have to say i really like i know what you did last summer mm-hmm. but scream pulls off the murderer reveal much better much much better i'm because it, it makes me laugh when at the end of that movie he goes when you run over someone and throw them into a lake you better make sure they're dead yeah. And I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> I got it. Cool. I'll remember that like, next time I kill somebody. Don't don't mind me.
1: Right. But- I'm just like, the way that line is read is so funny. But oh, I, yeah. I enjoy that movie. I think Scream like just is iconic for mm-hmm. a bunch of reasons. And I'm enjoying the screamassance we're in.
0: Yes, it's all coming back. We got what another one next year. Yeah. And then Which they're be-
1: writing right now, I think. Yes.
0: It'll be good. It'll be very good.
1: And we'll see it in theaters. I
0: will. I'm excited.
1: So the last question I got to ask. Okay. The whole point of the show. <gasps> if you met up with a ghost face. Yeah. Would you die?
0: No, I wouldn't.
1: And why is that?
0: Because if I was in a situation where there was a murderer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would not leave my house. I work from home. I don't have to go anywhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I would lock all of my doors. I would be, I have two giant dogs. Um, And if it's with someone I knew, which my dogs let them in the house. I also, I used to work in a gun store and if there's Mm -hmm. somebody trying to kill me, they're not getting within like five feet of me, especially if they're like a ghost face mask. Mm -mm, No, I don't (laughs) care. I don't care. I will... Stay in my house. I will be a hermit. I just I survived 2020 living alone. I don't have to see people. I'm glad. I have Zoom. Dumb. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I will lock myself up till it's over.
1: Well, do you have those fancy Smancy locks that you can do with your phone?
0: No, I don't. I have regular like key deadbolt
1: both sides. Okay, good, because those can get hacked.
0: Oh, yeah, those can get hacked. As you saw in the new scream. I yes, in the new scream. Also, my house is perfect for a zombie apocalypse or a serial killer. So my both of my front doors have like metal grates that I can like, like like storm gates, I guess is what they're called. Mm -hmm. Um, None of the windows or all of the windows that you can access from the ground outside have like bars on them because I live in what used to be a not so great neighborhood. I mean, it's still not always great. And so (laughs) there's no breaking into my house unless you have keys, which I don't, give my keys out to people so
1: well if you can clone a phone you can clone a key (sighs) and if you can clone a key you can clone a dinosaur that's right we're back (laughs) on jurassic park no i'm kidding
0: and then the dinosaur can eat you ghost face is t-rex we're here
1: exactly the
0: (laughs) full circle full circle they have a bigger uh, costume but she's in it
1: you tear off the um you tear off the ghost face mask Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Or it's just like
0: a velociraptor in there, just like pull it back. You're like, nope, we're going to put that right back on. You are good.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh. You know, a velociraptor could be a ghost face because they can open doors.
0: Yeah. They're smart. It. They just can't talk. But that's where the second, you know, you have, there's always two killers. So you have a second person that does the calls and right. then the velociraptor does the eating and it's just great.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: The crossover we didn't I... know needed Jurassic Park and
1: Scream. Basically, Jurassic Park and literally anything. Yep. I would 100% die. You would? Yeah. Because I know what role. Because I'm I'm a realist, right? Okay. I'm an optimistic realist. But here's the thing. If I was in a Scream movie, I am most likely to fit into the nerdy movie like role. I might make it past the original, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to get gotten the sequel.
0: If okay,
1: I make it past the original.
0: I uh, I I I feel like I may, If we're going with like actual like movie like horror movie roles, I think I would tend to be the final role. Like I I will. You, you got...
1: fight. <laughs> well, I think not not to rain on your parade. No, go for it. But all the girls fight, you know. Yeah. So I think you either have to be like Sidney Prescott levels. Yeah. Or you can't be unlucky. Because yeah. Tatum in the first movie, mm-hmm. she fought and she yeah. was kicking Ghostface ass and then Ghostface got lucky she so got stuck in the garage door
0: yeah but they also left their house and went to a party when there's a serial killer i no i'm going to stay at home i will i'm, I'm going to stay inside
1: <laughs> what if the party's at your house
0: i wouldn't be throwing a party if there's a murderer on the loose no <laughs> i would i would just be like why like in in the words in the words of richie um one, two, three, four, fuck no lane. No, no, I'm staying at <laughs> home. I'm staying at home. I'm locking my doors. I'm watching Scooby-Doo to like console my anxiety because I can tell you right now, my brain has played out every single scenario possible of me getting killed. And I'm just gonna be like, my crippling anxiety is keeping me at home. Um, the only time I would leave to, would be to go to like kickboxing and jujitsu classes. And then I would be back home after that.
1: <laughs> so I'm pretty sure at some point, Sydney Prescott, took all those self-defense classes so i could see you now you just got to write a book
0: write a book that's the next
1: phase of sydney prescott
0: can i just do like a twitch stream about it sure (laughs) just be like it's fine i'll just be like my little podcast instead
1: (laughs) yeah yeah see you got this like one of those podcast mini series like my story of of scooby-doo and tyrannosaurus rex dressed up in ghost face costumes yeah
0: the time that shaggy and a velociraptor tried to kill me let me tell you about it sit down let's go um
1: exactly yeah rut row
0: rut row um i survived they did not um.
1: <laughs> that's ghost face we did the thing uh we did the thing we i would die you would make it to the end yes. but that's that's just how scream goes sometimes and it's it it's funny. I ask this question for, no matter the topic. Okay. And most of the times I'm like, "Oh, okay, you, maybe yeah, yeah." The only time I'm not that way is with the Xenomorph. If someone picks alien,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm just like, "No, we're we're dying. There's no argument you can make." Oh, I If it's an alien, yeah. we're dying. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm talking to Sigourney Weaver herself. We're you're not surviving an alien. <laughs> so but Everyone else, I think there's an argument for, it. eh, not Michael. No, not Michael Myers.
0: I would say, but, I'll be honest, I feel like Freddie would kill me. I'll be real honest. I, <laughs> when I go to sleep, I'm like, hey, This is how I go. This is how I go. I'm so tired. Let's go.
1: Freddie, Freddie's a hard one.
0: Yeah, I would be the um, Johnny Depp kill in Freddie. Just
1: oh, that'd I'm be dope. so
0: tired. <laughs> oh, can't, I, I can't stay awake.
1: <laughs> I would. You haven't gotten to this movie, but I think you'll know the clip. I would be picked up by a TV and smashed in. And Freddie's gonna be like, Welcome to prime time, bitch. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. That's my
1: favorite line. I, I watch enough movies to be welcomed to prime time, bitched. Um, you know who I don't think will get picked anytime soon, but I would love like someone trying to argue whether or not they would live. Is the Terminator.
0: Oh, we'd all die. We'd all die. Yeah. We would so all like,
1: die. <laughs> Alien, Michael Myers, Terminator, Freddie. I don't think there's strong art. Everyone everything else, I think you like Ghostface, Hannibal yeah. Lecter, Norman Bates, even Jason to a point. Depends on which Jason you get. Yeah. Like fighting chances.
0: Oh, no, no. I'll say if the sleep. If the Terminator was around, I'll say this: the Terminator wouldn't kill me. I'd take some sleepy, sleep, nighty night pills, and uh, <laughs> I'd be good to go.
1: Like Terminator wouldn't get the chance. He wouldn't get
0: the satisfaction. There would be some sleepy, sleepy nighty night pills, and um,
1: <laughs>
0: I'd go out like a champ. Okay, on my own watching, terms.
1: Watching Scooby Doo.
0: Yeah, watching Scooby Doo. Uh, I'd probably like rent a really nice like beach condo for the weekend, vibe out there, and then Scooby Doo it up, and go to sleep. Yeah,
1: I like it. Yep. Well, I don't like it. I don't like that at all. But well, I
0: mean, but like if I have to go, End like I'll do it. You want
1: to be on your own terms.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I don't want anybody killing me. But with that being said, I could just like run forever.
1: I believe it. Yeah,
0: you could just if I had if I had a trust fund, I could run forever. But I don't have one of those. So beach condo and some some ninety nine pills it is
1: well, here's the thing. if I ran into the Terminator, I'd just unplug him. Oh wait, I forgot them? this isn't a video.
0: How could you so no one us? saw my
1: no one saw my epic dab.
0: <laughs> See, I've only seen part of one of the Terminator movies, so that's still like I', well, understand just, like, is, and I just
1: I would just turn him off and turn him back on until he's nice. Oh. that's how technology works I guess. I'll be like, hey, yo, Mr. Terminator. Why don't you terminate my student loans?
0: Oh, oh my (laughs) God.
1: Oh, my God. Before I uh, terminate my fan base with more awful jokes. Where can people find you?
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You can find me on twitch.tv slash cult comedy cinema. You can also find me on Instagram. Just Google or not Google use Instagram search cult comedy cinema. You can also Google cult comedy cinema. I don't know when this is coming out, but my website should be up within the next month. And I'm also on YouTube, but if you search cult comedy cinema, for some reason I don't pop up. So I don't know how to fix that. (laughs) I'm working on it. Just Google me. Um, But yeah, you can come join my cult. it will be great.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah. And I'll put a bunch of links in the uh, episode description as well. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little woozy from how much fun we had. All the fun. Although kind of like Stu Mocker, this conversation was a little unhinged.
0: It's a little unhinged, but we had a good time. We had a good time. It
1: was a great time. I'm just like, I'm just thinking ahead. I'm like, yeah, was this really ghost face? I think it was was a a little bit of everything.
0: (laughs) It was was a a lot of things. It was a nice horror movie charcuterie board and we're all about a good charcuterie board.
1: I don't even know what that is. What's a charcuterie but I board agree.
0: but I like saying charcuterie instead of charcuterie. because I just,
1: still don't know what that is.
0: It's like the cheese plates with all the different cheeses and crackers and like little meats and grapes and jams and jellies and you haven't had a charcuterie board?
1: There's only one cheese and it's pepper jack. Everything else is no. a cheap imitation of the true cheese God.
0: You have to go find it someplace that has a charcuterie board or make your own. It's just, you just, it's an excuse to just get wine drunk and eat cheese and crackers. Oh, it's so good. It's so good.
1: Why would I do that when I could just buy a block of pepper jack cheese?
0: Cause there's, there's cheeses with berries in them. There's sweet cheeses. There's savory cheeses. There's, you can eat olives with it. Oh, it's, Oh, I have olives in my fridge. I'm gonna eat an olive after this. It's, it's, pep- it's a thing.
1: Pepper jack cheese.
0: No, you gotta do all of them. It'll make you, if you're that much of a Pepper Jack fan, you could do like a Pepper Jack charcuterie board with like different types of Pepper Jack.
1: There's different types of Pepper Jack.
0: I feel like there's different. I've had different types of Pepper Jack. What?
1: Okay, yeah. I'm gonna stop recording.
0: <laughs> charcuterie mind blown. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Natalia Hawthorne for talking our favorite scary movie with me. Be sure to check out Cult Comedy Cinema and have a great time watching all the fun, sometimes spooky movies with her. Speaking of Scream, this past weekend I was at the Motor City Comic Con where I got to meet Ski Ulrich and Matthew Lillard, who were really, really awesome. If you can get a chance to go to a convention near you or anytime soon, you should try because they are a lot of fun. I have a blast every time you can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at would you die show the music featured at the beginning and end of each podcast episode is composed by my friend Josie Palmer. If you like what I do and want to support my dream of making this spooky horror content full time, check out my buy me a coffee page, go to buy me slash would you die show? And there you can donate towards the growth of this podcast and whatnot. Plus you can brag to all your friends on how you were a homie from the beginning good stuff. Next week, I'm talking to another stand-up comedian to look at a subgenre of horror not yet talked about on the podcast. Plus, keep your eyes out for an announcement soon for June. Soon for June? <laughs> that rhymes. Tune. Ha. Soon for June, tune. Oh my god. Uh, tune in next week when we talk about those spooky icons and more. Until then, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.